Hello everyone, welcome to True Cop Pop, the music podcast. It's 2024, it's me Stephen Hill, hope you're good, hope you're having a lovely time. Uh, this is a little emergency extra podcast, which we hope you will enjoy for a little emergency extra thing that I told you that we were going to do right at the start of the year. I'm joined by Sam Slight, the man, the myth, the legend, there he is. I haven't brushed your hair, have you Sam, I just noticed that. Never. <laughs> Death before code. Just showing off. Just showing off. It's yeah, got exactly. hair, isn't it? Right. I, yeah. I could comb my hair, yeah. but I choose not to. Choose yeah, not to. Ultimate <laughs> slap in the face to the, the turbo. What a cunt! Slap on the head, more like. <laughs> oh, oh, here he is. Benny not... Hill. So, also joining us is a man who today turns <laughs> years old. Happy, happy, happy birthday! Twenty-one again to the one and only. <laughs> He's recovered, everyone. It's Gaz Jones. All right, Gaz? Back from the dead. Hello. Happy birthday Happy to birthday. me. Happy birthday oh, today. The father of the bride. That's it. Um, yeah. Yeah, That's what you've been, so you've had a steak bake for your birthday, Gaz, or did I make that up? I made that up, didn't I? You did, did make it yeah. up. But you know what? I, th- I think I'm, yeah, I'm going to have a steak bake. Greg's feast Ooh, later, I reckon. What? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have like a what do you call it? A beige, a beige. Yeah, feast. lovely stuff. Beige birthday feast. Oh, just put a candle in it. Lovely. <laughs> An eighties buffet, as befitting a man <laughs> of your vintage. Oh, actually, no, fuck that. I'm just, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do a big shop at farm food. Prawn volivon. That's what you want it. Oh, then we're gonna go peak. Prawn cocktail oh, volivon. I thought this. Oh, uh, I thought this was gonna be a slightly oh, shorter podcast, but we, you know, we've, we're already in on the old prawn volivons. So, um, hey, look, it's only the, what the second, sort of third. Well, I suppose me introducing this feature was the first one. Then me and Sam did a thing. It's the first podcast the three of us have got going together in 2024. What a lovely thing! Yeah. Um, I'm quite excited about all the stuff that we're going to do in 2024. We've got lots of Ooh. exciting plans and stuff. I just want to say, yeah. as a New Year's thing. Um, as the two of you here, what a pleasure it is to do a podcast with the pair of you. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate both of you. I'm not fucking around either. Genuinely, I have to say, since doing this podcast, this is the most fun. I reckon this is the most fun and enjoyment I've had doing a podcast since me and Gil and then the early days of me and Merlin on the Metal Hammer podcast. It's a bloody delight. I love the pair of you. I appreciate both of you. Thank you very much for doing this with me. It's been really, really good. And uh, you're good eggs, the pair of you. Ah, the lovers reciprocate. I knew Stephen only Hill. One of you, apparently. yeah. Well, you know, to at least fifty percent of the people that I'm staring at on this yeah, podcast, exactly. the lovers reciprocate. Well, I was no, waiting because I quite like Sam. It. I'll see you after well, class. I quite like that. Gaz right. just had that. Yeah, before he actually responded, I was like, "Well, I'll see where he's going with this." Shall I? No, thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. It's uh, it's been a, been a pleasure nattering with you two for as long as as long as we all have. So let, I do long like may it. I continue. Think- even if nobody yeah. listened to this. It is going to continue. Oh, right? yeah, of course. Yeah. Even if yeah. nobody listened to this at yeah. all, I would still want to do this with you. Even if all of our patrons yeah. vanished tomorrow, yeah. I would still think, I just want to spend time chatting about music with you guys. Just thought I'd put that out oh. there as a sort of nice way to start the year. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, another, another nice little start to the year for me personally. Over the past couple of days, I seem to have got an awful lot of extra followers on social media. I just wanted to say. Oh, Gaz. Ooh. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, look, yeah, that's because... would have thought? Yeah. Well, if you post about <laughs> Dire Straits that much... Yeah, it's oh, That I mean, will happen. Well, you know, as it, well, of course, Rich Hobson. Hi, Rich. Of course, he's a Dire Straits fan, so... I mean, who wouldn't? Absolutely. What man wouldn't? Right. 
so oh, exactly. this is why we're here apart from just sort of uh, having a slight love in at the start to kick the year off uh, which i just thought it's a yeah. nice thing to do um we yeah. are doing we're in the middle of doing that thing there's not really a name for it that thing what you do in january where you listen to a brand new album that you haven't listened to i say a brand new album an album that you aren't familiar with every single day of the month now i asked uh people um on our socials to sort of suggest albums and stuff and we put them together a few of our own suggestions and various other people got involved as well in our personal lives as we'll get into and we are currently on the 9th of january 2024 and so what we're going to do we all have three completely different lists i think it should be said so what we're going to do is just going to go through what we've been listening to over the last nine days each have a little kind of chin wag about that and then we'll be off and then we'll see you again in another 10 days and then we'll like finish it off at the end of it so that's essentially what it is we just thought we'd let you know that we're doing this so um let's go back to new year's day do you have a good new year's day lads uh yeah it was all right thank you i mean i was at work because leicester city were playing so yeah it was fine and then uh yeah, well, I listened to my first album while I was sitting at the pub, and I was like, oh, spoiler alert, I was like, oh, this is quite good, I'm off to a good start, and then, yeah, just sat around in the afternoon. How about you two, shaking off the hangovers, was it? LV yeah, noted flow. Absolute... I was, I was yeah. driving, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't drink, so I felt fine. Ooh, uh, I just watched the oh, football. Oh, no, 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 just showing yeah. off. So, um... It was an absolute, uh, absolute ruddy, ruddy light. <laughs> Car crash. It was, uh... <laughs> It was, yeah, no, 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 no cars got crashed. It was fine. <laughs> I did not dare get behind the wheel of said car. Good. Like it. Responsible man. Yeah, yes, that's it, yes, it. Spoken like a true courier driver. <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was a quiet one, just just um, me and my girlfriend, um, but yeah, just lots of, uh, yeah, just lots of uh, TFI Friday clips at half three in the oh, morning. Classic. Going, oh, oh, one echo belly. Remember the word. <laughs> <laughs> Terry yeah. Christians let himself go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was fine uh, on New Year's Day, and I kind of went out to the pub in the town next to us. Um, Polly, my girl, got absolutely. If you're in the, we're in the pub in Whitchurch in Hampshire. If you're interested, and um, the yeah. first song they played after Old Lang Syne in the pub was "You Make Me Feel Like Dancing" by the Nolans. Oh. And Polly, who is from London, oh. went full London and was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this? Why the fuck am I listening oh. to this?" It was, it was, it was really funny. And then he started playing like Agadou and stuff. Went full it, it London. Was, it was, it was pretty uh, mental. Anyway, um, 1st wow. of January. Let's start with you, Sam, since you mentioned it. You started with God Doesn't Care by Instruction on the 1st. What do you, you make of that? Yeah, so I'd never heard of this band before. Doing a bit of digging into them, I did wonder if the reason they were here might have been that Steggle would have played with them at some point. So I saw they'd uh, no, toured didn't. quite a lot. No, no, but I'd seen they'd toured quite a lot with Funeral for a Friend in the early days. Uh, yeah, I, I really like this. I think, to be honest, I think the nine albums that I've done so far, I think I have been off to a really good start. I wouldn't be surprised if I've been off to the best one looking at the three lists that we've got. But yeah, I really uh, like this. I think um, it sort of jumps between like that 100 reasons British post-hardcore on something like uh, Three Stops Short of Dagenham. Um, it goes a bit Soundgarden on Super Unknown with that kind of Eastern-tinged alt-rock on something like Types to Exception. But for me, when it really hits the mark is where it sounds like Foo Fighters on the colour and the shape but with a bit more kind of bollocks to it basically on great the opening song which I think is awesome that was where I was like oh fucking hell I'm, I'm in for a good yes. time here and something like yeah. Your Punk Sucks as well really really strong I think it does lose its way a little bit in the middle where it gets into some of the quieter material but overall yeah I enjoyed it it was a good start to this exercise yeah I remember this good album this I haven't listened to it for ages but 
it, yeah. it is good mm. it's good mm. that yeah it i feel like Gaz, you, you will have some strong memories associated with this surely oh yes very much so uh, steve refresh my memory was one of the guys in this structure was he in handsome or was he in helmet uh, oh i don't know i he was he, he, he there's a through line with those oh, okay. bands someone in, in instructor that's why they started getting that that's why as soon as they came out they immediately got like kind of column inches because they had an association with an um, you know a legendary kind of 90s alt rock alt metal band i'm sure it was either helmet or handsome someone like that anyway yeah i i saw them fuck i can't remember i saw them supporting someone in cambridge in about 2000 when uh great came out because they released an ep i think it was just called the great mm. ep and um, three or four songs on it. All, all, all like, I think yeah, it was great. Your punk sucks, and the death of the was it four car garage band? Oh or something. yeah, was, something like well, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, basically, all all the tracks are actually on the album. They're the best songs that are, that are on yeah. the album. The album was a little bit of a disappointment to me because the yeah, like you said, yeah, when it when they take the foot off the gas, it's not quite yeah, as good. Yeah. But yeah, but so, yeah, so, songs like great. Whenever I hear great, it takes me immediately back to that time. And it was a bloody good time. It was it was a bloody good time. Um, mm. I haven't listened to it for ages and I, I didn't listen to it in this, so I can't remember. I've got nothing to no. say about it. But anyway, Gaz, on the first, you listened to Born Against by Amigo the Devil from 2021. Yeah, well, well, well no, I actually listened to it on about the 3rd of January. Oh, but, right, okay. You know, don't let people know that. This... Oh, Oh, but you know, as um, you know, full disclosure that you disclosed mm-hmm. last Friday. Uh, you know, I was literally at death's door. I wasn't great over Christmas, but by the time it got to like New Year's Day, when I was back to it, January second, I was so fucking ill. I literally couldn't even listen to any music in the van. Blimey! Just even the sound of the engine was giving me a headache. I could barely see. It was not crumbs. Um. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, you know, the first one when I did get around to listening to it in the evening when I got home, in the dark, on my bed. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was uh, Amigo the Devil. Uh, the album was called Born Against. Um, yeah, lovely stuff. And, you know, the bastard son of Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen. That's sort of what I've heard. So, I've got a mate who's really yeah, into Amigo yeah, the Devil. I nearly took this, yeah, but I decided not to give it to you. But yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh, yeah. Dark, dark folk meets Americana. I mean, the opening track, "Small Stone," it starts like Roy Orbison and finishes like Mogwai. Oh, and it's you know, Funny. yeah, like truly wonderful bedfellows. I'm sure you can agree. It starts out with that kind of like like um, only, only only the lonely kind of Roy Orbison kind of vocal, but then if it, then it just explodes into this massive kind of latter day Mogwai kind of post rock. Beauty, um, yes, yeah, you know, like wonderfully kind of macabre songwriting and an unending arsenal of backing instruments. It's a very kind of interesting listen. Um, some like again, I'd, I'd never heard of. I, I mean, all all nine of these, I'd never, never heard. Yeah, but that's um, the, the purpose I, you know, of this. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh, the, that's the purpose of the game. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, very very strong start, and it was actually kind of exactly what I kind of needed I didn't really need anything louder Sorry which about that. I oh, you got, got it the <laughs> yeah. yeah cheers Steve uh, good uh, well I started New Year's Day with an album that I was bought 
uh, for Christmas by my girlfriend. Thank you, darling. You're a lovely, beautiful human being. And she bought me Illinois by Sufjane Stevens from 2005. Now, Javelin by Sufjane Stevens would have been in the conversation for definitely my top five favourite albums of last year. And I, I was a bit like... I really, you know, if it hadn't maybe come out a bit earlier in the year, and I, I really, really, really still, I absolutely love that album. I think it's beautiful, it's brilliant, it's incredible, and um, and I don't really know much about Sufjan Stevens. I certainly don't know much about this period in the. I mean, I remember him doing the Little Miss Sunshine theme tune. That's not called a theme tune. The like lead song. <laughs> And I was like, oh yeah, I sort of know the name. And then it's probably into the sort of early part of the 2010s where I paid any sort of actual attention to listen to his music. But she bought me this knowing that I hadn't heard it for Christmas on vinyl. And she was like, this album is what got me into him. You'll fucking love it. And we put it on on vinyl and it's a double disc concept album about Illinois. And I listened to it for the first time, listening to this on vinyl. And I have to say, beautiful i really love sufian stevens like i think this might be the year where i go kind of deep in on his entire back catalog this album's brilliant absolutely brilliant similar sort of thing i thought like javelin was you know just voices a lot of like kind of acapella stuff and very like delicate um musical um you know very kind of the, the kind of the banjo and the strings they're all kind of lightly plucked quite delicate sound instruments but everything he does sounds so kind of fragile and you know like it might all kind of fall apart any minute and yeah and the sort of nods to the cure nods to kind of like nola jazz and stuff throughout it really brilliant really evocative of of you know that 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 city and yeah he's he's great he's fucking great so i couldn't really have wished for a better start to the year than Sufjan Stevens, to be perfectly honest. It was fucking excellent. I would highly recommend both of you go and listen to it. I oh, definitely will do. I, I still that, haven't got around to Javelin double... either, actually. I think I've got quite a lot to dig into with uh, Sufjan Stevens as an mm. artist. So, nice. Yeah, really good. Um, Sam, the 2nd of January, what did you have? I had uh, Don't Try This at Home by Billy Bragg. Uh, so Billy Bragg, uh, one of those artists who I've known about for a very long time, I think probably first heard of him through bill bailey sort of parodying him in i can't remember <laughs> if it was part troll or the stand-up dvd before but whichever yeah, one yeah. Uh, and as a result i kind yeah. of knew pretty much exactly what to expect going into this um i enjoyed it a fair amount um he has got a distinctive voice uh distinctive kind of cadence and diction that is pretty inimitably billy bragg or someone doing an impression of billy bragg um, I think there's some lovely turns of phrase uh, across this album. I think a track like Moving the Goalposts uh, really kind of quite evocative, really got me. I think when it gets a bit more um, jaunty and upbeat, there's a, a nice determined and triumphant sense to the album. I think my major criticism of it, though, would be the pacing where it's too long. At 56 minutes, I, I don't need that much from a single Billy Bragg album. Um, and it does fall into a formula of here's a fast one, here's a slow one, back and forth, back and forth. And so it does run out of steam probably about two thirds of the way through for me. I think if this was a 40 minute album, I'd be much more positive. But there's bits on it that um, I like to kind of throw out every track. It's enjoyable enough. It would be on the, if I was to rank these first nine, it would probably be nearer the bottom than the top, certainly. But yeah, it, it's fine, basically. Fair enough. I mean, my dad used to like Billy Bragg, but I've not really, I couldn't tell you that much, to be perfectly honest. So I don't even think I'm going to comment what, on that. What, 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 what year 91. was that? 91, yeah. yeah. 91, is, is that the one that's got sexuality yes, on it? Yes, which was, uh, that yeah. was a highlight track. I really liked that. Yeah, it's got, um, that's, that's 
wonderful. So I, I adore Billy Bragg. Um, I, I really like the kind of mid nineties stuff. Oh, okay. But he did a couple of albums like Wilco, which were great. But he did an album in the mid nineties called William Bloke, which is absolutely fantastic. Oh, well, I might might investigate like, that because I like this well enough. Yeah, no, just you know, it, I think yeah. it's it's in pretty strong competition with the other stuff I've been listening to around it. That's all. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah decent. Fair. Mm, okay, cool. Gaz, bit different. What you had on the second, <laughs> wasn't it? Go just on. A bit. Just a little we chucked bit. A, we chucked a, we chucked a couple of like heavy ones. Oh, of course, did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why couldn't I get three colours red? <laughs> I think that you know. listen to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! This fucking fix this is. Right. Oh, yeah, of the second, I got Nile. Black Seeds of Vengeance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly what I needed, because I, I think I listened to this, yeah, and I was, I was in a bit of a mess. Like, proper, full-on ill... This didn't help me feel any better. <laughs> but, you know, I tried to look at it kind of, what's the word? Ob- objectively? Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. 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 Not subjective, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, yeah, lush Egyptian mythology laid, mythology laden death metal. Is that kind oh, of I mean, time. Yeah, that, that's that'll not do. in that, a nutshell, to be honest. Is, yeah. that a hi- is that a hype yeah, sticker? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay, I mean, it is to be fair, right? You know, it is actually really fucking beautiful in parts, especially on the instrumental breaks. Um, um, I mean, the best track on it is is the wonderfully titled "Masturbating the War God." Yes. I think that's that's fucking that is a tune. That is a fucking tune and a half. I'll give it that. You know, nice trad metal breakdowns. It, I I think. It, it's the fucking vocals of this stuff. That's what I find so hard to get on board. I think a with. lot of people do, to be fair. Yeah, I, I think you know, as, as kind of, but I mean, I, I love Napalm. Obviously, you know, I love Napalm Death. There's anyone with a pulse should, you know. I, I fucking adore them too. They're one of my absolute favourite bands. But that's kind of as kind of heavy as I, I as my ears can sort of go with that kind of vocal. Um. But you know, you could hardly, you could hardly have um, you know um, t- you know tame me down from fucking faster pussycat doing the singing on here. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's like it, this kind of um, this kind of music needs that kind of vocal. I get it, you know. But like you know, incredibly intricate, almost like medieval guitar melodies. Um, Carl, Carl Sanders, man. Yeah, he's, he's you know, incredible. He's all right by my mm. reckoning, man. Yeah, you know, I get it. I totally get it. And I, I think out of um, I was generally surprised about how much I, I actually quite enjoyed this. It's 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 a lot better than cattle cattle decapitation. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I'd say they're yeah, up there. Yeah. Like this, like I mean, I, I yeah. put this in for you because talking to two experts I, here. I you know? I love this album and I love yeah. this period yeah. of Nile. Yeah. I think this is really really great. Yeah. This would be one of the probably one of the most uh, essential death metal al- of albums yeah. of getting me properly into death I, metal. I think I, I love yeah. it. I could see that. I, I could see that. You know, I could see this. If this song was like, I wanted to get into death mm. metal, I could see why you'd be like, right, listen mm. to this album. It's it's 
it's decent man it See, is to really be honest, good. i'm not really into death metal but nile are one of the few bands who i'm like nah fair play they're, they're fucking brilliant it's like them entombed at the gates you know there are there are others yeah. but like nile would definitely be top tier for me i do fucking love them. yeah yeah really good well lads on the second i listened to mystery by missing heart now i believe missing heart are dutch or Belgian, I think. I can't actually remember from back in the day. I haven't made any notes on any of this. But their album Mystery from 2000, I think was sold to me as a lost dance classic. A kind of lost Ooh. Euro dance classic. Um, Euro yeah. dance? <laughs> what era Euro well, dance? 2000. Thing. So way past Ooh. when I was that oh, interested no. in it. Um, yeah. It's got all of that kind of sash... Uh, cascada oh, kind of god oh like, no like no big fat synthy bits on it and look it's yeah. not great this it's not great it ends the album or the, the apart from the kind of remix to at the end it, twat track i should say not twat uh moot there's a there's a cover of moot carry me on with a moonlit shadow yeah yeah one of the greatest guitar solos of not all time here, isn't dave no. angel but, eco warrior oh. <laughs> yeah it is yeah right Dave Angel Eco Warrior turned into like a full blown like fucking early 2000s trance banger and oh, mate, there oh. are bits in this wow. where I was like oh when it first came on I was like oh cool I kind of remember this stuff and it's alright and there's yeah. some Queen of Light the fourth track on it I actually quite liked it kind of slowed it down and they tried to do a bit I mean I think they were trying to go for sneaker pimps it was maybe a bit more like Enigma, but equally, like it was just something <laughs> yeah. a bit different. Oh, but but mate, I. after fifty-five minutes of this, I was like, oh, please no. get me to the next day because I, I I'm out. I'm afraid I got a bit of time for like Euro dance kind of crappy stuff, particularly the kind of early nineties part. At this yeah, point, yeah. Oh, I am. Yeah. I I was like, I, I'm tapped out. It wasn't. You, you should have got that. a few bottles of. Uh, should have got a few bottles of smell off ice. Yeah. Maybe you know. Turbo and, Shandy. And, and and yeah, turbo shandies <laughs> and and just stood on some sticky carpet. Yeah, and maybe it would have enjoyed it. It's not more. the kind of synthy pop that I like. The synthy synth the synthy pop that I like would be more like what Sam yeah. listened to on the third. Go on, Sam, tell Here us what go. you had. Oh, I had a blast with hey. Johnson's blast. Hey, brilliant. Mm. Um, oh, right. Um, I've got I've got this there is only have you. Oh, yeah, boy. I, there is one album I've listened to. Americano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Sorry, go on, Sam. Oh, it's all right. Wait yeah, for yeah. it. It's not our review, Steve. <laughs> well, I was going to say, there's only one album I've listened to so far that I think I prefer to this because I think this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Americanos, I think, is a massive, massive high point. I'd also shout out um, <laughs> Success, Love Train, Atomic City. The way Atomic yeah, City yeah. starts, I was like, shit, is this going to be yeah. like quite hard and a bit industrial? And then it just turns into a fucking taut pop banger. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I'm not hugely au fait with all of Frankie Goes to Hollywood stuff. Um, I keep meaning to get around to Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Well, I mean, maybe I'll do that later this afternoon. Although there is another artist I've really discovered this who I think I'm going to spend the rest of the day with. But yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. This this one I was like, fuck me. It's going to be hard to beat, to be honest. But yeah, Holly Johnson, man. Oh, oh cracking album. I put this in. I don't know why this pinged into my head. I don't know why, but I was like, I think we should put Holly Johnson in for Sam because I bet he's not heard it. I feel Fucking like you two big. were talking about Holly Johnson at some point in... Mm. Uh, it was in the Christmas thing that you did, the uh, box game. Oh, yeah. Around Christmas, yeah, I think you mentioned Holly Johnson. Yeah, yeah, so maybe yeah. It was we would have done. Mind from there. Yeah, because yeah. Frankie goes to Hollywood, yeah, maybe. Oh, was it uh, Power of Power Love? Yeah, Power of Love, yeah. I, know, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Mystery great. Mystery solved. Fucking yeah. great. There we go. Gaz, uh, Zach Bryan, I believe you had. Was that his name? <laughs> Yes, yeah, Zach Bryan. From last year. 
Um, yeah. So this, this, this is this is a bit more kind of this is a proper bit of me. Abs- this is absolutely superb. Dive bar Heartland Country Americana. Um, one of the few country artists who actually actively detests country music. He fucking hates country music and everything that it stands for. I love mm. that. You know, it's it's all kind of vocal rawness and 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 live takes all done one hundred percent live. And this is all that I want. This is everything I want from from country music. It's it's got that kind of more kind of rock and roll rebel side, a bit more like it's it's a bit more you know Bob Seger than say Shania Twain. You know what I mean? Yeah. But more kind of grit under the fingernails. Um, and he's an artist that's not scared to call out the inherent racism in the Nashville scene or calling out Ticketmaster when a lot of other bigger artists are too scared. I mean, like, um, I mean, like the gorgeous trumpet line in Overtime um, is one of the best things I've heard in ages. And uh, I've always loved Zach Bryan. It, I hadn't actually listened to this album, and it's, it's great, man. When Zach sings, I listen and I believe, man. He is the new Bob Seger as far as I'm concerned, and anyone that knows me knows how much I fucking adore Bob mm. Seger cool and uh yeah this is a fucking glorious rebel country rock and no, roll I, I thought you might like that i don't know much about him but i thought a bit of you in it. it um i had on the yeah. third cinderella's eyes from 2007 the debut and i think so far only solo album by nicola roberts of Ooh. girls aloud fame now oh. i went into this quite prepared to really like it because I thought to myself, Nicola Roberts, if anyone from Girls Aloud was going to do like a kind of quite an interesting, um, a bit more, I don't know, kind of artistically arch pop record from the members of Girls Aloud, mm. my money would be on Nicola Roberts to do it because she was sort of, I don't know, the kind of, I guess she was sort of like the outsider of that group. Um, and so I really expected to like this and obviously wanted to like it because you want to like everything that um that you listen to there's a few tracks on here where she addresses quite candidly being like the quote-unquote unattractive one the ginger one (laughs) you know there's on 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 this album and saying that you know like kind of talking about how hard that was for her and i really appreciated that i thought that was a really kind of cool thing to to write a record about um it's bits of it are very kind of retro futuristic 80s that kind of populist thing that we have at the moment but done back in 2011 before that was you know it's still sort of a little bit commonplace but i think maybe commonplace is maybe slightly ott certainly in comparison with how it is now so it does actually weirdly sound like it's aged quite well what i would say is this is surprisingly they haven't really done much to nicola roberts's voice nicola roberts's voice Mm. is not pro-tooled and manipulated and modified and pit you know kind of auto-tuned and all that like they don't really do that they're all very they're all quite quite raw um vocal takes and that's good good, it is good it is good it is good if you're a really good singer if you could sing i just think the thing that kept putting me off throughout it i was like she sounds a bit like do you remember you used to listen to like you listen back to E17 and you go, wow, Brian Harvey actually, actually can't sing, can he? He's a bad singer. He's actually no. a bad singer. And back bad. then, they didn't really have the technology to sort of fully... Well, there's no Pro, there's no yeah. pro Tools in yeah, 92. you couldn't really kind of make up not... for that. And the thing is, they could have done here and they so, chose anyway. not to. And I think it just, yeah. it's, it, it became quite a jarring listen because I was like, 
they surely should have maybe you know this is a pop album it's supposed to be super shiny and sheeny and perfect and her voice cracks and is a bit out of tune and is like is quite thin throughout the whole thing so i thought some of the songs were good and i thought some of the sort of content of what she was talking about was good i do think weirdly the weakest thing about this is actually nicola roberts herself so it was all right i think there's some really good songs in it i mean i would say like the opening track beating my drum is really good there's another song towards the end fish out of water again which is a kind of girls referencing all the time in girls aloud i thought it was quite good as well take a bite the one after it and sticks and so it ends quite well actually but um yeah you know and there's a cover of everybody's got to learn sometime uh which is not as good as the original at all which is by all the all, all the baby, the baby D version. D version yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah it's all right cinderella's eyes by nicola roberts i would say it's all I was, right I was, I, was, I was just actually looking because i was interested so like where did this get in the charts because i i don't remember this i coming sort of out. do remember it coming out but, um, I, yeah. I, 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 I've, I've just looked on like the yeah, the, the official charts.com mm-hmm. the album only got to number 17 right considering t- 2011 girls aloud were like fucking yeah. huge like huge huge you know by this point, I think great, uh, Girls Loud already had a greatest hits come out mm-hmm. and stuff like yeah, they that. Um, you know, um, I'm really surprised that it only got to n- number 17, and it was only the album was only in the charts for two weeks. And this was still in the period where people, this is just on the cusp of everyone going full fucking Spotify yeah. and Apple Music yeah. and all that. So people were still buying stuff. Then that's that's a heck of a failure. It is. It is. It's. Int- I mean, it's I don't think it's a failure. I think it's a total artistic failure, but it is. It's, I'd say mm. it's patchy, is what I would say. Kind of patchy. Have a listen to that. Have a listen. Uh, 4th January, Sam, what were you doing? Uh, listening to. Who's with you? Yeah. Um, I think that Zach Bryan album sounds a bit in me because I do struggle with country. Yeah. And I struggle with country when it's really, really country. So I'll be honest. My, my... Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not very yeehaw, I think you'd like. Well, unfortunately, uh, While I'm Living by Tanya Tucker was way too yeehaw for me. I think it's, it's my least, my least favourite oh. of the bunch I've done so far. Um, yeah, I, I do struggle with country as a genre, particularly when it sounds like this. And I think the weird thing about it is you have got this veteran country star, but with a quite modern production that makes it feel immediately dated to about 20 years before it came out. It, sound, it sounds <laughs> very Shania Twain in its production, which I quite like a bit of Shania Twain, but like, um, mm. yeah, this Tony Tucker album didn't do it for me. It's all a little bit too home-down country, like sitting on the porch with a shotgun, you know, just keeping an eye out kind of thing, with the exception of the last track, uh, Bring My Flowers Now, which I think is a genuinely gorgeous country ballad. Um, and the first time I listened through it, the rest of the album washed over me. And then that song really grabbed me because it's a real change of pace at, at the 11th hour. Uh, and I did go and have a little look and it uh, won the Grammy for Best Country Song um, in, well, in 2020 from the 2019 mm-hmm. intake. Uh, I don't know yeah. what it was up against, to be honest. And I, I don't know that I'd be the right person to comment on any of it. But that seems a worthy winner to me. And also co-written by Brandy Carlisle. So clearly this quality oh, nice. of that speaks for itself but oh. yeah the album as a whole didn't really do it for me i think if if there was going to be one from this uh list so far that i wasn't going to go back to it would be that but you know it is what it, it wasn't mm. all just really to my list. okay gaz you listened to ichiko aoba's zero from 2013 on the fourth i did what's that like yeah. i don't know anything about this artist i gotta be honest no but uh, this yeah just absolutely literally zero i knew about uh, this artist but it's wow it's amazing it's got a wonderfully dreamy and hypnotic coffee shop folk music 
Ioba's guitar technique is like it's an absolute thing of beauty. Um, all full of space and gentle finger picked structures that perfectly complement like the sparse vocal lines. Um, whilst a lot of this genre can flirt dangerously close to kind of background music, um, this demands to be heard. And there's a track on there called Mars 2027, which has like a, almost Kate Bush like quality to it. It sounds like something off, off side two of Hands of Love. It could quite fit, yeah, it could quite easily fit in with that. It's amazing. Um, it's like an eight-minute symphony of like undulating kind of delight. Um, I mean, it's a real nugget of an album to get lost inside. And it was, yeah, it, it was the album I sort of, it, 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 out of all like nine albums that we're going to be talking about today, it was one I've actually listened to the most. Oh, wow. It's wonderful. Okay. I don't know if that kind of says a lot about the fact that I was really <laughs> ill and I just wanted something really quiet and gentle, but it's it's absolutely mm. lovely. And the closest thing I could say it, you could compare it to would be a uh, side two of Hands of Love. Right, okay. Wow. It's really fucking, fucking good. Mm. Really uh, good. I, I nearly yeah. gave that to myself because I didn't know this artist, but then I, I was like, oh, no, I'm going to check over to Gaz just to see and I don't know anything about them, but uh, yeah, I would, I'd be interested yeah. in that. Uh, on the fourth, I listened to Shout yeah. Out, my boy, Sean Leddington. Sean, cheers for suggesting Endless Pursuit from last year by Temple of Angels, which is the album that I listened to on the fourth you two would fucking love this shit this is modern shoegaze alt rock dream pop loveliness a brilliant amalgam of kind of the disintegration era the cure um johnny marr the queen is dead meet is murder era guitar parts dual kind of soaring ethereal female vocals and gruffer more kind of anthemic indie male vocals um with that peter hooky kind of new ordinary baseline really really cool i mean this stuff is again fairly commonplace in this particular decade and we've spoken a lot about that kind of dream pop post-punk revivalist stuff but i do think when bands add that bleak gothic sheen to this type of music um i am just a bit of a sucker for it even though there are loads of bands doing it you know whether you kind of well we don't even need to go the sort of bands we go on talking about all the time on the show like who do this kind of thing that you kind of your slow crush or your um although all of them have a escape my head now but yeah <laughs> slow crush and that sort of thing um but yeah i really really enjoyed this there's a song on it called wave into the wind which is fucking brilliant and um yeah i i think both of you would would love this record i think you both love it nice yeah, it's well good shock sh- shock horror yet another amazing recommendation well done Sean. Sean. classic Sean. He, he's got bloody he's good got music him. taste he, he pulls him out the bag every time um let's yeah. talk about the 5th of january we all were back at work at this point i guess i don't know i was back on the second but whatever yeah but i was back on the fifth was that a saturday oh well, it's all about it's you all about isn't it yeah, yeah. yeah. um yeah, work out. as long as I'm, as long as we know that here we have um another mid 2000s sort of indie rock underground 2000 2000 uh kind of indie rock (laughs) go on sorry (laughs) kieran not you no kill no beep beep from 2000 for you sam Mm. um Mm -hmm. i understand steve that you're quite a fan of this band i think i do i i i love this album i think it's excellent Ah, well, in that case, I'm sorry to disappoint you slightly. I like oh. this album. I think, okay. um, you know, ultimately, it's a, it's a good post-hardcore record. And I think the thing that um, makes it stand apart from 
the other releases of its era and its ill, particularly being on Discord as well, is the fact that it does have that cool like dance undercurrent to it. So the propulsion comes a lot more from uh, the rhythmic groove as opposed to just kind of the blistering intensity or whatever. I think the problem for me on this album, um, when it does arise, is that occasionally the vocals are delivered in a kind of more, well, they've made a conscious effort to make the vocals quite flat, but against quite atonal guitars, it really doesn't gel well for me. I think that uh, the song We, uh, we Heart Our Hive in particular, that to me sounds more like it's a kind of production mistake as opposed to a stylistic choice. However, I do think it's a solid album, but yeah, again, I'm... I'm I'm surprised I'm not loving this as much as uh, I thought I would, because I would think, you know, Naughty's Post Hardcore on Discord, surely that's going to be a bit of me, but I think it's good. I'm sorry to let you down. That's right. I like He's it. not angry. He's just disappointed. <laughs> that's <laughs> fine. Um, Gaz? Hello. Got anything to add for Q and not you, or not? Uh, I don't know a massive amount about Okay, they were like a Discord. They were like, I was so, 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 so into that sort of spy versus spy. Yeah. When I when I joined Fugazi, Burning Airlines. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, of, you know, Jay Church, all that kind of I stuff. Had sp- I, I had Spy V. Yeah. I didn't need it, anyone else. Fair at enough. The time. I mean, they were. One Do you know what I mean? Would say. Stick, stick, stick to your yeah, own. Exactly, yeah. Thank um, you. I got Milloy, I got Spy yeah. V. I don't anything else. Uh, on the fifth, you listened to a compilation. It was this is not really a program; it's not a mm. compilation. It. Well, it's yeah, kind of a best mm. of, really. Of yeah, well, I'm not even sure if it's the best of really. You can't really. I think it is just like yeah, a, a collected a collection of their work. Uh, yeah, um, back all the victims. Um, again, I, they, I vague kind of I think I've heard of it and then when I put them on I realised I hadn't heard of them but then I immediately realised that I was going to fucking love this because they're a late 70s Australian mm. punk band now I fucking love late 70s Australian punk Radio Birdman one of the greatest punk bands of, of all time um, whilst this isn't as good as, as Radio Birdman it's wonderfully kind of gnarly rock and roll new wave punk arama a kind of breakneck mix of the Stooges, New York Dolls, and the Heartbreakers. Um, I obviously punk from the late seventies. It was just cool as fuck. All razor sharp riffs and flick knife hooks. Um, and also, like they were a massive influence on on the Hives. If you listen to any tra- listen to the first half dozen tracks off here, you'll be like, Ooh. <laughs> I think, I, yeah, I, yeah, checks in the post, is it? <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, just listen to there's a track called "I'm Flipped Out Over You." Just listen to that, and you'll see exactly what I mean. That uh, yeah, I've done. If you remember bands like, um, obviously, the Hives are kind of you know Premier League and shows like Garage Rock. But do you remember bands like the D Four? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. If you like the D Four, you'll fucking love the Victims. Yeah, they're another band you just absolutely rip them off wholesale. That is nice. Yeah, great, fucking great. Speaking of. Love it. Took me, took me, took me right stuff. Speaking of fucking great, oh. I listened to the second album by The The, the <gasps> British post-punk band, right? Yeah. Now, there's a band, what a band that I have never, ever, ever, ever investigated who I've always thought, oh, I should listen really? to that band. I should listen to that band. Yeah, so I, whoever suggested I, it, thank mental. you for listening. It's a fucking great suggestion. I just absolutely love this record i've got two here back to back where i'm just like oh my god absolutely fucking outrageously brilliant this is so so a bit of me this kind of industrialized 
clangy drummed kind of big sounding 80s post-punk like from a band who are airing i would dare say airing into kind of more commercial waters in the sort of mid part of the 80s absolutely perfect yeah. every basically my favorite sort of thing right now um you know i'm i'm aware that this is considered like their best album i think i think this is considered like their their kind of their biggest best record their main record is it is that fair do you think gaz it's not my well i think mind bombs their best okay but i think i'll go with mind bombs. i mean in 2000 q place it at 99 on its list of the 100 greatest british albums and it's in the mm-hmm. 1001 yeah you... yeah but yeah, where, where was the kooks in that Well, list? we don't know. Well, in 2000, they wouldn't have been anywhere they weren't informed at that point. <laughs> oh, no, no. Oh, sorry, 2000. Yeah. Oh, no, um, where a cooler shaker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, But, exactly. you know, so I think it's kind of, it is considered, I think, like their best record and it's fucking, mm. it's fucking brilliant. I, I love this. I mean, there might be people who either are aware of that and are like, yeah, great, uh, you're right. Or people who don't even know this band are, but, oh God, yeah, I just thought it was great. I just absolutely loved it absolutely love this it's brilliant yeah. fucking brilliant so infected by the the thus far would be my my yeah. absolute like Wonderful. first pick i would say um on the sixth sam this is quite a good one for you isn't it yeah 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 it is yeah. quite a good one uh, i got the pleasure of listening to sour soul by bad bad not good um i've yeah. heard the name bad bad not good banded around quite a lot uh, i think i might have heard the odd bit or bob here or there but i'd never really put it all together um this is absolutely fantastic uh, i think this is probably tied with holly johnson for the the second place spot i would say in terms of quality of the stuff i've listened to so far the production on this is astounding absolutely mm. astonishing it's so warm and it's so lush but then it's juxtaposed brilliantly against um ghostface killer's really aggressive vocal performance and it just works so brilliantly in tandem um the way he cuts in on something like mind playing tricks or when you really hear bad bad not good instrumentation come to the fore on nuggets of wisdom it's this big bold brass instrumentation i just think it it sounds it sounds amazing it rumbles along with such a kind of fiery fiery intensity and then you get danny brown turn up really early that's always going to be good and then you get mf doom turn up on ray gun it's fucking Mm. excellent this is genuinely absolutely fantastic really 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 into it absolute bangers mate yeah you heard this gaz uh no i, I think you would like it a lot mate get the kind of instrumentation that they go for it has got that sort of warm lush like crate digging in a kind of i don't know funk uh, and soul shop kind of thing yeah really good mm. name mm. Oh, i like that um, I mean, I know me and Sam. I'm pretty sure me and Sam have listened to what you listened to on Sixth Gaz. Have you listened to this one? Yeah, Sam? I'll find out. I don't remember what he's got. Okay, fine. Uh, Carnival yes. Standawake. Yeah, it's a bit of you, a bit of the pair of you, actually. Mm. Uh, yeah, the the Aussie yeah. tool is it? Yeah, diet tool yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> yeah, complex time signatures check. Heavy fluid bass lines check. Down tuned inventive riffing check. Brilliant vocals check. Uh, this is fucking wonderful. Mm. Never heard of this. Never heard of this. No, it's before. good. Really good. No, uh, real kind of yeah, prog metal. Is it kind of acknowledged as a classic by if people in the know? Or uh, see, I is it? Think 
uh, what would be? I mean, I, I don't know what is considered their their. Where, where did where did this where so did this, this come like out? Two thousand and yeah, it was two thousand and nine. Uh, it was uh, split the difference. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I think this is considered because is this the one? Hold on, I've, I haven't listened to it for ages. Uh, I know it isn't. Um, it's it's got there's one song. What is the song? Rock Fort with Rock Fort with Horns is the one. So there's Rock Fort, and then they did a version from the from their debut album Thimata, which is and I heard the the version with Horns is fucking excellent. But anyway, yeah, I think this is considered like their best album. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the groove I hit on, uh, there's a track called Goliath. The oh, groove yeah, I hit amazing. on Goliath is, is fucking monolithic. My God. Uh, the playing is, is just absolutely incredible like, throughout. It's actually sickening how talented they are. There's, you know, there's tons of hooks. Um, great kind of inventive kind of riffing and drumming. Yes, a lot of it is kind of like, oh, okay, yes, you know, they're obviously blatantly influenced by Tool, but... Uh, is that is that really because can you really consider that a bad thing i mean it's 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 a lot of fun listening to it it's a lot of fun listen you know it's and that they, they nail their kind of um influences for all mm. to see kind of in big neon mm. letters it was like you know and there's nothing wrong with that no. i don't think it's fucking it, yeah it's a it's a lot of fun listening to it it was great yeah really, really good. good good album in it sam Big time, big yeah. time, big time. Right, fuck me. Charles Mingus, the oh, Black Saint. Oh, I don't lie. The Black Saint <laughs> and the Sinner Lady by Charles Mingus. This is the year, lads. Oh, yeah. This is the year I get into jazz, definitely. Nice. Because Good. I put this on. Good. This is the only one that I put on and I went, I'm listening to that again. Mm. I listened to yeah. the The a couple of great. times over that day. Um, but the only one that I played it back to back is Black Saint and Sin Lady by Charles Mingus. It is wonderful. Absolutely brilliant this record. It is brilliant. It is kind of lush and beautiful and delicate and swooping and soaring, but it's also mental and maniacal and crazy and thrilling and wild all at once. Um that kind of, you know, piano ballad which turns into a kind of horn jazz freak out within like a kind of a seven minute long suite i mean it's basically it's uh 39 minutes long four tracks which are basically well it's actually it's actually six tracks but it's it's four it's four tracks, but the final track is three movements, I think. So it's uh, solo dancers, duo solo dancers, group dancers, trio and group dancers, single solo and group dance, group and solo dance. So it's sort of this, I think it's, you know, it's meant to kind of be this almost like dance off, almost like this kind of trade off, this kind of um, conversation between, I guess, sort of like, Gaz, would you, like kind of European or like modern Western jazz and African funk and yeah. original kind of African music, but turned into yeah. almost like a dance, almost like a kind of tag in trade off. Yeah. Mate, it's, yeah. it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's so, it's just so, ma it's, it's so impressive. It's so impressive. It feels so coherent considering it is so wild. Uh, mate, I love this. I, I just love this so much. 
I think this is a year. In fact, I can't remember whoever the person was who suggested it to us. I appreciate you suggesting this. I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. I should have written this down. I should have looked up, but we're doing this on the fly a little bit. Um, and I said, oh, I absolutely love this. And they were like, oh, it's, the, it's when I realised jazz, like I kind of enjoyed jazz, but it's when I realised jazz could be like absolutely mind-blowingly brilliant. And mm, I yeah. kind of had a bit of that myself. That mixed with, you know, kind of, I bought Pieces of a Man by Gil Scott Heron, uh, over Christmas on vinyl and I was like putting nice. that on and putting this on alongside it and being like oh there's two things there oh mate yeah this is well good <laughs> this is well good nice it's a yeah. fucking yeah. brilliant brilliant record um so fantastic record let's move on to the seventh Sam bit of 90s hardcore for you wasn't it sort of <laughs> Yeah, if you talk about depth and complexity, you can't go much further than Orange 9mm, Pretend I'm Human. Um, nice. I really like the way it kicks off uh, the song When You Lie with this really deep, dirty, distorted bass guitar. That sounds really, really cool. Um, as we get into what ultimately is kind of, you know, a late 90s rap metal album. Like, I think mm. I think it's good. And I think that um, Shaka Malik in particular as an MC, he is, he is good. I don't necessarily, well, I don't know enough of his uh, work around Orange 9mm, either before or after or anything like that, to know if he's maybe not living up to his fullest potential. I think he does well here to make the band stand apart from a lot of the, the crap that they would have been surrounded by in terms of 90s rap metal. I think it lands somewhere closer to Sensor than it does like Il Nino, for example, which is obviously <laughs> a good thing. Um, That's a oh, good definitely. thing, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think he's got enough kind of swaggering personality that feels very real that it doesn't fall into the trap of feeling like the kind of head tilted bug eyed oh i'm mad me thing that you would have got from all of the other bands in 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 their kind of in their catchment yeah. area should we say um i don't think it's brilliant i think it's got some good moments i think touching skies i never thought i'd hear a rap metal ballad but actually it kind of works they kind of pull it off um i did see that they toured with machine head around the release of this mm. and as someone who does have a bit of love for the burning bread i listen to from this day and then i listen to this and i think well, Orange 9mm are clearly better at it, but I can't imagine they would have got mm. on that well uh, on a tour like that. So I imagine that might be part of the reason that they've fallen by the wayside. Because as far as I can see, this is the last thing they ever did. Um, but yeah, I like it. I'm not in a, a hurry to return to it in full. But yeah, decent. It was a good pick, but it was also a sort of weird pick when you consider that, you know, the the Orange nine millimeter album you would would be driver not included right would be the would be them that yeah. would be the main one that you would you would sort yeah. of so but i mean obviously somebody's had a bit of a kind of you know soft spot for that which is fine yeah. um but that's i think fine. driver not included is like the that's the best one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, right. yeah. uh gaz um do you know you suggested your one for the seventh uh, Corridor People by Corridor yeah. People. Was it the Corridor it People? Therapy. It was the band Therapy. Oh. Favourite album lads. of 2020 it was. Uh, oh, wow. I'm assuming whoever, wow. whoever, Andy or whoever. Yeah, they suggested it. I think they all take turns yeah. doing the socials, so it could have been any, it could have been any, any of them. Any, three, any of the three. Mm. It could have been any of them. could have been Neil Cooper and then Michael, Michael McKeegan. Yeah. Oh. They've all got incredible taste in music, and this kind of <laughs> yet again proves it. Uh, Shock horror, another ace Scandinavian band. <laughs> what a fucking what a surprise! Uh, Adam to the list, kind of gothy, dark, slinky, sexy synth rock. 
Um, <clears throat> released at the very start of 2020, which kind of fucked yeah. it, obviously. Which is a real fucking shame. Um, you know, there's a real kind of crap rock urgency to it. In terms of like the drums and stuff, sound very kind of noi. Mm. I don't know how familiar you are with mm. noi. I fucking not love very noi. familiar, but I, li- I like what I've heard. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think um, you get tons of melody and menace, and ton- tons of cowbell. Mm. Which is always a good thing in my book. Uh, into uh, there's a track called into into space, not in into space. Uh, which sounds like craft work fronted by Terry Hall. Ooh. Yeah, it's almost got like. Like Terry, it's a very, a very particular Terry Hall. Like it sounds like Terry Hall on what's the track? Um, Gangsters. Da, 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 mm. da, da. Yeah, just imagine that over a fucking menacing dark craftwork synth poppy kind of keyboard nice. line. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, I mean, there's another track called Thirteenth Floor, which has a kind of like late nineties kind of primal scream menace. Well, you know, when they went back to doing, the, like, uh, what was it, like, swastika yeah. lines and all that, that kind of stuff. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking great, this. It's great. Cool. And, that, and, and that's even more rad that it was therapy that chose yeah. it. So, uh, that is yeah. Good. Um, Cheers, dudes. Amazing. So, Thank you for bringing it into my great life. Great shout. Always would have been a great shout, I imagine. Mm. So, I listened to, on the 7th, I listened to Statues and Ornaments by Silent Runners. Now, Silent Runners... Um, this is their second album. It's from 2022. They are a Netherlands-based, from Amsterdam, dark synth post-punk band. Now, Ooh, I'm going to say, okay. again, shout out nice. my girlfriend for suggesting this record. But actually, not suggesting this record. She was playing the album The Directory from 2017, which is their debut album. Mm. And she went, oh, I found this band. They're like a Dutch band. They sound like, she's like, they sound like New Order. They sound like Joy Division. That you'll, you'll really, really like them. Ooh. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she put this on while she was making some food. And she was like, I might suggest this for you for this thing. And I was like, well, you can't suggest this because I'm currently listening to it. <laughs> so it's got to be something I haven't heard. So she says the yeah. directory, their debut album, is the best album. And having listened to both of them, I would probably agree. Having said that, Statues and Ornaments is also really, really fucking good. It's probably not quite as good. I think they have doled down the really kind of the almost um, Depeche Modian sort of very, very dark synth poppy parts of it. And it's much more of a sort of indie album. But again, you know, like it's that post-punk thing, which is so fucking popular at the moment. And I think it is a, a, a really good example of a band who are doing that with, you know, like they're, they're doing an incredible karaoke of a bunch of bands who were in- amazing, who aren't here anymore in the kind of early nineties, that kind of, yeah. I mean, look, Joy Division and New Order are, are, are the, the the main kind of takeaways from this it's got some fucking brilliant songs that decent people um what was one go on has got a, just a brilliant chorus i think if these bands can write really really brilliant choruses and just write really really brilliant songs i'm all right with you kind of full cell borrowing your entire identity from stuff that happened 40 years ago do you know what i mean and silent runners kind of have done that a little bit as so many bands uh, you know you, you could probably say that about i don't know valence and bray Joe Vance and Bray or I Like Trains or whatever. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like there are so many bands where you go, well, yeah. people have done this, but you're really, really good at doing it. Mm-hmm. Statues and Ornaments is a yeah. is a really, really good version of that. 
having said that, I just want to flag up 2017, The Directory, is probably still the better album of the two, I would say. But I'd already heard that, so I couldn't uh, I couldn't have it. You don't make the rules. No. You do, but you I don't, don't. make... Do make the rules. <laughs> yeah, sure go. The rules. Um, <laughs> Sam, talk to us about Ash on the oh, 8th of January. On, oh, Free hey. uh, All Angels by Ash. Uh, so... Yeah, I, I didn't know this album in full. I obviously have heard Ash before. And in particular, it was when I got to Burn Baby Burn, which is fucking brilliant, where I was like, yeah, I know yeah. this, because oh. my mum had Intergalactic yeah. Sonic 7's CD on near Amazing constant repeat in, in the Ford Fiesta when she'd be taking me back and forth from school and all that. Um, yeah, uh, this is a really solid album all the way through. Um, as I say, despite not knowing the album, there's an immediate kind of warming feeling of nostalgia as soon as Walking Barefoot comes in. It's really summery, really quite hopeful and quite nice. Um, I do find the slacker vocals, sometimes I don't think let the choruses breathe quite enough to the point where I'm like, oh yeah, I really want to go and shout this in a field. But that being said, I think on something like Burn Baby Burn and on Candy, it actually lends itself to it really well, especially when you've got those harmonised kind of lackadaisical vocals. It feels mm. quite grand in quite a measured sense. Um, I think the album's really solid all the way through. It's not going to be an all-timer for me, but I thoroughly enjoyed my time with it. And I feel like, yeah, uh, a, a, a Best of Asher and Ash live set would definitely be a bit of me. I think I'd have a very, very, very nice time with that. Good. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. Solid, yeah. Don't need us. You don't need to know what we think about that, really, do we? I think I can hazard a guess. <laughs> I've tried really hard to say anything. <laughs> well, talk to us about Ethel Kane instead, Gaz, if you don't mind. Uh yeah, all right, all right. Uh, where are we? E- Ethel. Don't get any Ethels anymore. Not really? Here. No. Well, you get one. Uh, <laughs> we get well, yeah. And um, was there an Ethel in EastEnders? Is it yes. Ethel? Do- Dot's yeah. mate, who, who she helped with Willie. She had Willie, didn't she? The dog. She had a little yeah. Willie, Willie. Because you can't put a willy where a willy won't go. That's it. Um, where are we? Yeah, Preacher's Daughter. <laughs> um, yeah, lovely. This. So, you know, ethereal kind of gloomy goth pop with with songs that are kind of set in, in the sleazy backwater of America, you know, from neon-lit strip bars to uh, criminal-inhabited uh, roadhouses and run-down motels. I mean, it, it drips with a real kind of dark menace. Um but like you know, the main subject of a lot of the songs is um, is religion and how she was kind of ostracised uh, from her church because her, her dad was mm. a deacon. And uh, yeah, she was he, he ostracised played bass for Queen. Church after you mean? Who's <laughs> John D? Who's John D? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, 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 that's the one. No, it's Joey Deacon. <laughs> People are wow, fucking hell, Joey that Deacon. Is. <laughs> that is <laughs> even I know Joey Deacon. <laughs> Yeah, the playground oh, really? insult of the you're... 1980s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're not 46, Sam. How can you remember Joey Deacon? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, after coming out as gay, she got ostracized by the church. She's now come out as transgender. Um, so like, as a result, there's kind of like a real kind of emotional heft to the lyrics, especially with songs like Family Tree. Uh, but there's kind of, but to kind of like, I don't know, kind of combat, I guess, the kind of real kind of, heft and darkness of the fucking the lyrical subject matter there's a lot of kind of really like uplifting kind of new order kind of shimmeringness to the mm. keyboards um it's it's really good it's one of the best pop albums i've heard in ages oh, great. it is absolutely oh. lovely it is lovely but fucking dark 
Yeah, Dark I was going to say, based on your, your little pitch there, I mean, it sounds to me like it'd be kind of for fans of Chelsea Wolf and maybe Reverend <sighs> Christian Michael Hater, aka formerly known as Link Hater. Yeah, that sounds really good, man. I'll, I'll be checking that yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for fans of Chelsea Wolf, nice. yeah, that's a good shout. That's a oh, really yeah. good shout. Yeah, it's a, it's a bloody good mm. album. And, you know, and yeah, they're called <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Uh, it sounds... Even though I think Ethel Kane is actually their alter, or their their alter ego. Well, it sounds like both of you had a better eighth of January than I did because I listened to uh, Lincoln Barrett, aka High Contrast, the uh, the stage name High Contrast of Lincoln Barrett, who is a Welsh electronic music producer and uh, DJ, and. His 2017 album Night Gallery was what I listened to, which features a contribution from uh, Boy George, who's mm. one of the was probably the the kind of the, the biggest name on air. And I think High Contrast uh, has uh, to, to give him his stage name has worked with a lot of people. I think he's done some stuff with Kanye West, and uh, this album. It's frustratingly bitty in a way that too many electronic albums are for me. Um, it is occasionally really great and euphoric and, you know, a bit over the top, but but good. And it is occasionally a bit boring and quite meandering and a bit throwaway. 57 minutes and 14 songs is, is too long, frankly. Yeah. It was it was way too much. It was I, I was I was getting I was getting bored, and I shouldn't be getting bored when it changes quite a lot because it goes from this kind of like very very upbeat kind of euphoric stuff to kind of quite weird broken beat stuff as well. And um, so it's a fairly dynamic record. It just it never really grabbed me, and I'm under the you know I'm under the impression or I'm under the belief or I understand that high contrast uh, and you know he he's he's very very well respected i think he's got a lot of grammy nominations and stuff for kind of the production work that he's done with other artists but um do you know what i mean aside from boy george on the song questions which i will say that is really really good um it sort of lacks a bit of star quality do you know what i mean when you do this kind of big like electronic music you feel like you need to have um some kind of vocal presence or some kind of mm. something to kind of like really drag you in unless you are doing very weird lo-fi kind of broken beat ambient kind of glitch core whatever and i think this kind of frustratingly fell between two stools for me a little bit so i don't have a lot to say about it really other than they not wasn't wasn't that mad on it wasn't that yeah. mad on it to be honest sorry right last one sam you went all progtastic, didn't you? Oh, mate. Uh, you saying about Charles Mingus. This this is an album that I've listened to twice a day because in 39 minutes, 57 seconds. To be honest, I'll start by saying I'm actually fucking livid about this because I can't believe I'd never heard this album before. I can't believe I'd never heard Red by King Crimson before because this is absolutely exceptional. Like, mm. Holly Johnson, as I say, I really fucking enjoyed. Bad, Bad, Not Good, I thought was sublime. This, I I'm genuinely, I <laughs> one of the best albums I've heard in many years. I think this is absolutely wow. incredible. Um, wow. The way it starts um, with that, uh, well, with the title track and really angular, slightly off guitars that build up this main riff 
it's so wiry and yet so heavy at the same time because the the trio have just layered everything up so much that it just feels kind of wall of sound enveloping without losing any intricacy and the guitar production in particular the second i heard it i was like no surely and i had a look and yeah kurt cobain directly references this album in terms of the making of in utro and it is the sound of serve the servants and sentless apprentice the way that those guitars kind of just don't quite fit together and really kind of fight against each other but it sounds so satisfyingly heavy um it's astonishing it has got all that heft and all the warmth and all that yeah like i say brutal intricacy that i would want and that i get from the more psychedelic influenced era of like early black sabbath so it's making me think of sabbath bloody sabbath and sabotage which i think sabotage at the moment certainly my favorite of the first six sabbath albums it's incredible the way john welton's vocals come in with that rich baritone um on fallen angel fighting against that really delicate guitar that robert uh, robert fripp brings in amazing again absolutely incredible um i could see how people might find this a really annoying kind of wanky prog album when it gets to um the improvised instrumental jam providence which at first i was a bit like oh they've, they've let the side down a bit here but as it gets to the second half it all resolves itself and makes so much sense and it does feel as integral a part of the whole piece um amazing i think possibly well easily easily a nine out of ten for me possibly pushing a ten i'm blown away by this one and i'm gonna spend the rest of the day listening to king crimson because i only really knew in the court springs of the king before this but yeah astonished mm. thank you very fucking much it's this this yeah, is the, the best king crimson I'm, album. at the moment hard pressed to argue mate i think i'm still in the throes of yeah, like oh my god movie. i can't believe it yeah but uh, <laughs> Jesus. yeah Who, welcome whoever's welcome, just that, thank you welcome. so much i fucking love yeah. this album yeah. Good. Uh, Gaz, happy birthday. Hello. Happy we birthday. gave you a little birthday Thanks. present, didn't we? We gave you Abandon All yeah. Life by Nails, my third yeah. favourite album of 2013 in my Metal Hammer list. It probably yeah. wouldn't be now, but. Uh, what, what was your favourite album of 2013? Yeah. I let live. Oh, fair. Fair, 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 fair. Yeah, this is. um, Well. Short? Sure. <laughs> my. my <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can listen to this twice in the time that it took Sam to listen to King Crimson. And I did listen mm-hmm. to this as a treat after yeah. King Crimson for the second time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Yes, um, it's kind of it, it's less of a review. It's more kind of bullet points, really. Uh, you know, ten tracks, seventeen minutes. Um, Kurt, ba- I don't, how do you, is it? Baloo, Balau, Kurt Baloo, Kurt Balau, Kurt Baloo, Kurt Baloo. As in Baloo's exactly Bear. That, yeah. Benesses. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, Cut Baloo production. You know, D beat, grindcore, cross punk riffing. Um, it's it's fucking it's great. It's you know, you it's over so quickly. You can't. You don't have time to to really kind of like go. Okay, you know this. Rather than just oh, I'm going to put on a song again, just put the whole fucking album on again. Mm. Yeah, God, God's Cold Hands uh, has a breakdown that sounds like walking through treacle. Um, wonderful. Wide Open Wound, though, that's the song. Oh, it sounds like a Lost in Tomb classic, and the opening riff sounds like Celtic Frost. So, yeah, it's fucking great. I've never really listened to any nails before. You I should, should do, because. You want to get uh, on. You will never I should, be because one of those I, I, I'm, the fucking one. Yeah. Yeah, well, I I remember there because what was it? This is 2013, mm-hmm. right? 
Yeah. This was the same sort of time I remember seeing their names in, in stuff in Kerrang or Hammer or, or whatever I was reading at the time. Because obviously I was, I, was, I was really into like Black Breath at the yeah. time. I remember their names getting mentioned a lot together. So I'm kind of surprised that I'd never really sort of listened mm. to them at the time because I fucking love Black Breath. At, I rinsed Black Breath. I remember interviewing Todd's from Nails around yeah. this time about his album and he was very, yeah. very grumpy man. But that's kind of what you want, <laughs> isn't it? You want him to be a grumpy. He's well, a grumpy yeah. goose, definitely. He's got a bit of a reputation for being a grumpy yeah. goose as well. Mm, which Oh, really? Uh, like, I mean, he was sort of <laughs> didn't really want to talk to me, which is you know fine I, I can stand, stand that. that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, um yeah, but yeah, yeah like he's i was like oh man you're really like you, you you're acting like your album i love it uh it was good um Perfect. all right which brings it to me to to close us off on this particular uh week and a bit of albums i listened to the debut studio album from the british progressive alternative rock band ocean size efflores from 2003 mm. oh. now i've been told to listen to this quite a lot by a great it's one of the greatest albums ever made, Steve. That's why. <laughs> is Sorry. it? I feel like we're getting a counterpoint here, aren't we? Oh, it's I'm quite going, long, isn't it? I'm going it's now. Bye bye, isn't it? And? I mean, it's quite long, and it the last I, I was like, uh, there are bits on this that are really, really good. Don't get me wrong. Bits. There are bits on this that I think bits. are really, really good. I think um, one day this could all be yours. It's really great. Um, I like the shorter songs on it to be honest I like them when they feel like a sort of an alternative rock band when it gets a bit I mean towards the end those last couple of those last few songs I was like I'm getting a bit Mar uh, not Miranda not Miranda Hart you're getting a bit um, getting a bit <laughs> meandering a little bit now I felt like it was meandering a bit and I was a bit like I kind of give us some riffs again and give us some like some of those big like kind of vocal hooks and stuff I, look this is perfectly good this route this record it's perfectly good kind of i don't know pushing an eight kind of seven eight out of ten alt rock album it's all right i think it's all right but i didn't really it didn't jump out at me as like a lost classic or anything i've got to be honest i just thought it was it was good um i, I really like mike van art solo stuff i really like yeah. mike as a person as well he's lovely i really liked empire state bastard you know, I know that probably at the time when this came out, what I will say is like I can see why Biffy got much bigger than them. Yeah, yeah, but they they were much more of a progressive band. Yeah, than they Biffy. were. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why I was. Like, I, oh. I remember. I kind of because they always get compared to Biffy a lot. And it's like, oh, they're so amazing. And they're this and they're that. And I'm a little bit like, yeah, they are. Yeah. But like, I mean, they were another one from that from that scene that we talk about mm -hmm. a lot that that never kind of got no. beyond being a cult band, really. Uh, when I, I saw them in a tiny little club, around the time of FRS coming out, a tiny little club in Peterborough, wasn't even a quarter full. Um, I remember I remember Amputee being a single of the week on Mark and Love. That's what made me first right, okay. listen to it. I, and I was just, I, I, it took ages for the album to come out. I remember Dom, Dom God bless him, Dom Lawson giving it the full 5Ks in mm. Kerrang! Born on Day come out and I gen this is like this is in my top 20 is it right time. okay fair enough I was like, yeah I, mean, I fucking I think this is the best thing Mike Van Aert's well, okay. ever done I don't think anything I just think you've got it. 12 songs and four of them are over the eight and a half minute mark and I'm just like wonderful that's a lot in it to be honest Steve I just think it's a lot well, go, go listen to Nails no, I, well, I will nails, I will I love Ocean yeah. Size that's fine but you'd heard that and I'd heard Nails so again for the purposes of the joke <laughs> 
I would think, Steve, if if you did want to check out another Ocean Size release, I think the one for you would probably be the Music for Nurses EP. It's really dark, but it's um, it's a, a lot more to yeah, the point, shall we yeah. say? Uh, and yeah. it's, it's the year after us as well. So or, I think you might you might enjoy that more. Or or the or the last album. It's not on Spotify. I can't remember. Self preserved by the uh, bodies uh, float up. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, it's not on. Well, it's not. Yeah, it's not on Apple Music, but um. I think yeah, I listened to yeah, Everyone probably, in Position, which you, is the one I can't remember seeing it at the time, seeing the that's thing. The, and I think the yeah, famous album that's, cover. Yeah. I feel like I like that one a bit more. To yeah. Be but that's it is, a great you album. Know, it's good, this. It's good. But it, it was like, I was more just like, oh, it's impressive that you've done that rather than actually sort of enjoying it that much, to yeah, be honest. Fair. But I think that's because I just uh, want to listen fair. to Holly Johnson all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Coke, 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 Pepsi and Oreos. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, there you go. That's us. First of the ninth of January. Done. I, th- I said it was going to be good. Twenty, 20 minutes, minutes wasn't it? Yeah. Twenty minutes. I said. <laughs> twenty yeah. minutes. Uh, What's that? How long have we been? Hour and a half. Fifteen minutes. Classic. Uh, all right. Classic. Well, we'll do this again in a week and a bit. Can't put a price on good. Content, um, well, you can actually. You can go to patreon.com forward slash trucop and sign up there, or I'll beat you up and uh, yeah. do it, you scum. There you go. Not. I'm, I'm going the really hard sell. Yeah. And a really hard do sell. It. Super limited. Uh, you, you, need new, you need new taps. <laughs> I don't need these. I need better Not water now. pressure, but that's for a different podcast. Okay. Anyway, we'll see you uh, on Friday where we're going to be talking about loads of albums of what have come out this week. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'll right, see you in a couple of weeks. Report back in about a week and a bit, is it, lads? Sounds like Ten a plan, bus. mate. See you, mates. <laughs>